Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Plot Lines. I'm your host, Connor. And today we have a very special guest with us today. We have Mr. Eric Sammons, who is executive director of Crisis Publications and the editor-in-chief of Crisis Magazine. You can also find him uh, at Crisis Point Podcast, which you can find on YouTube as just Crisis Magazine. Uh, but Eric, uh, welcome back to the show. This is the first time you're on solo, uh, on the, on the podcast. You are on once to discuss the, the election, uh, on our election night special. Uh, but you know, there was a lot of different guests, so I'm very happy to have you back, uh, just yourself. Yeah, I'm glad to finally be on by myself, although I feel like now I have to have myself on, on my own podcast, since I always copy your guests. So I'm not quite sure how that'll work, but I guess I'll just, you know, do another solo and say, this is me just copying Connor again. <laughs> well, you should do one where you like interview yourself. You like, you can cut there it where you, and then it, somehow I don't, I'm not good with uh, technology in that way, but I bet there's somebody out there that could basically cut it where it looks like you're uh, on both sides. Yeah. It'd be like, or it'd be like the pitch meeting on YouTube. I don't know if you ever saw yes. those where the, you know, he talks to himself. I, I should do something like that sometime. <laughs> Though I don't think that many people will get will get it. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Um, but that would be funny if Laura Horn is listening. Uh, she should she should do something about that uh, between uh, you know something regarding uh, you copying my guests That's right. or I me copying that. yours. I think it switches back and forth, and the Anthony uh, uh, copies us as well. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about that guy. <laughs> Yes, he's he's just there to harass you during your episodes. That's right. That's what happens when you do live episodes, Eric. That's it's right. That, that yeah, it, it is the problem. That's why I just need to ban him from all of everything <laughs> crisis related. Yeah. Well, we're here to discuss uh, the RFK Juniors running for president. It seems to be both, all, you know, a call to the past. You, even though uh, it's a past I never knew, and I, I don't think it was a past you ever knew with his uncle and his father running for president, and his father was, or sorry, his uncle was the president, JFK, and both of them were assassinated, and, there, and, and all of them sort of represent sort of the Catholic political establishment in a lot of ways. So I felt that this is kind of a strange... A callback. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I do remember his other uncle, Teddy, running in 1980 vaguely. I mean, that was the first election I kind of have a, a memory of. And of course, Teddy was a joke in so many ways. But uh, what's interesting is that a Kennedy is the anti-establishment candidate. Uh -huh. <laughs> I mean, what a world we live in when a Kennedy is running for the Democrat uh, nomination for president and he's the anti-establishment guy. I mean, that's just, it really is for those of us who are old enough to know. I mean, the Kennedys are royalty, political royalty in this country. They were for a very long time, especially in the Democratic Party. I mean, I know we haven't had any major Kennedy um, running. I mean, we've had like these kind of hanger-ons. I mean, I remember when I lived in Maryland, we had some lady who was governor for a while who was somehow a Kennedy. I don't even know. I mean, maybe <laughs> Maybe like the Kennedy's like postal carrier's daughter or something. I don't know. Somehow she's like the Kennedy. So anyway, though, but yeah, so it, I think it's an interesting situation in which we have 
I mean, this is a real Kennedy, too. I mean, this is RFK's son, and he's running uh, for president as the anti-establishment candidate. Yeah, he's not he's not married to a Kennedy, you know, it, it, which I mean, it wouldn't make sense for a man. But in these days, who knows? Uh, I, I could see that being a possibility. But so you tweeted out. Uh, let me pull up your tweet. You tweet you you uh, did this great tweet uh, about how you would what would happen if um, if these people were on the ballot. Uh, definitely Taylor Marshall. I'm, I'm not surprised, Eric, that that's not shocking. Uh, yeah, I mean, Taylor, I mean, he knows he's got an uphill climb. I interviewed him, uh, recently about his run for the presidency. He knows he has an uphill climb, but if his name was on the ballot in front of me mm -hmm. and I had to choose from people, yeah, I would definitely check off Taylor Marshall. I mean, why not? Right. I mean, he's a good guy. He's good Catholic and I, I definitely would support him. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. And then your libertarian leanings coming out with Dave Smith. That's right. I'm sure like a lot of my followers have no idea who that is. That's kind of one of the reasons I did this tweet. I wanted to slip him in there because <laughs> he, he might be running for the Libertarian Party uh, nomination for president. I, I think that's less likely than it used to be. But he's great. I mean, he, I just I agree with the vast majority of his views on things. And he's great on all the most important topics. Um, so, yeah, so I had to put him down as definitely. Yeah, I wonder if it, he's less likely to run because of RFK running. Yeah, I mean, that's what I think. I think that's part of it. I, I definitely think that. Um, and I think DeSantis, depending on how DeSantis does, um, because he's he's praised DeSantis a lot for his COVID response and things like that. So um, it'll be interesting to see if he ends up. I could see him now. I mean, I think he was very likely about a year ago. But I think he, he might not run. I'll, I'll, whoever ends up running for libertarian party nomination, I will take seriously and look into, but I, I don't ever guarantee a vote for any party candidate. I just look at each one and just decide. Yeah. I, I, I've been saying myself that I'm a Catholic pragmatist. Right. So, uh, and I think that's the best way we can all look at things, you know, when, especially when voting. And I think this probably annoys some people, but I'm not a Republican. Like, I'm not registered as a Republican. I used to be, and I actually left the Republican Party. Um, so I, I don't give any, like, favoritism to the Republicans. Now, if you look at my voting history, the vast majority of the people I vote for have been members of the Republican Party. Um, but I, I just didn't want to be part of the party anymore because I think I, I really am not happy with the Republican Party. This is crazy. I I don't have much of a history. I've only voted for one president. Yeah, I voted for a few more. My my first yeah. presidential election was 1988. Yeah. And um, it was funny because until 2020, the only Republicans I had voted for for president had the last name of Bush. <laughs> I, vote, <laughs> I voted for Bush How do you Sr. How about that? I know, well, I regret it greatly. Um, but I voted for Bush Sr. in 88, 92, vote for Bush Jr. in 2000, 2004. That 2004 vote, I'm very much uh, need to do penance over. That That was that was a bad idea. And Wait, in all the other elections, the, I voted for who third. Who were the party. options, though? Wasn't it? Uh... John Kerry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, third parties, why I vote for in all the other elections. Oh, OK. Um, and in 2020, I did vote for Trump. Uh, I, I just, yeah, but I voted for third party most elections and I know some people are like, oh, I can't vote third party, whatever. Uh, I'll vote for whoever I want to. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, 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 it's, it was kind of funny that I voted just for Bushes and I can't stand, I mean, 
you know, I saw Father Longenecker called it the Bush crime family. And I'm like, yep, that's that's the right term for it. Gotcha. And he's he spent so much time in England, uh, it, it, which is interesting. Father yeah. Longenecker. Um, yeah, but and then uh, DeSantis likely vote. And uh, I'm not he seems he seems very much sort of the uh, what's the word? the sort of not the he's just the non-trumper vote you know what i mean yeah i think he's the one that it's like if you're gonna vote for the republican and you're really not that happy with trump being the nominee you're gonna go for desantis he's the default uh option i think some people like him just for, for who he is uh, i've never been a trump fan like i said i vote for him in 2020 uh so i would love to have an alternative to to trump but i'm not like completely sold on desantis either i mean i think he did He's done great work in Florida, but I kind of wish he would just stay in Florida as a governor. Uh, I don't necessarily think he'd be a great president because I've not been happy with kind of his. He hasn't really said much about the foreign policy or some other stuff. So, um, I, like I said, but I said I would likely vote for him. And, you know, we can be critical of every candidate, but I would likely vote for him if he was on the ballot. Yeah, true. His foreign policy, it's uh, what it would be like is a little concerning. Right. Uh, then might vote for Donald Trump and RFK J. Yeah, I don't want to say that those two I would never vote for. Uh, I did one. I was a never Trumper from 2016 to about 2018 or so, okay. uh, which obviously wasn't true because I didn't end up voting for him. So I don't I, I try not to say never anymore. I would never vote for Joe Biden unless I don't know what would happen to make that happen. But uh, but yeah, definitely I, I lean against Trump. Um, but I could see myself voting for him and RFK, which is what we're talking about. You know, mm -hmm. definitely. Uh, I'm not like a huge cheerleader. His same at the same time, I could see myself. I could see situations in which I voted for him. Yeah, I mean, he's gotten a lot of trouble regarding things regarding the vaccine. I mean, he's been very vocal on that front, which and as well as against the deep state. Those are the two things that are most surprising, but also in some ways, like, well, I guess most surprising for a Democrat, right. not really surprising for his situation. He he makes very logical sense regarding his positions regarding the CIA and the FBI, since he believes that they uh, basically had a part in killing his uncle. I don't know if they I don't know if he believes that they killed his father, but I wouldn't be surprised. And. It, it's so interesting because that that election, uh, Bobby Kennedy running for president, when he was assassinated, he had just, I think, won the California primary. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was basically meaning he was going to be, become the nominee. And then no, then the the primaries didn't even matter that year because the I think it was at the uh, convention. They just they picked some uh, no name. Yeah, it's interesting because I think there's a, I think more and more evidence has come out that the CIA was involved in the assassination of uh, JFK. And and I think that it's clear that JFK and his brother, because his brother was uh, high RFK was high ranking in. I think it was the secretary of state. No, uh, attorney general, I think. attorney general. OK, yeah. And so they very much were opposed to CIA. Uh, one of the things that isn't real well known about uh, JFK is how much he was basically anti-war, what we call anti-war. He very much wanted to keep peace. Uh, 
And uh, the, the deep state, even back then, the, the military industrial complex did not like that. And so they were very much opposed to him. And so I think it's very plausible that he was uh, assassinated, like the, the CIA was involved in some level. Now, as far as RFK, RFK, I think, was even more against the CIA than JFK was. And so to my knowledge, I've never heard any evidence or anybody say that the CIA had any involvement in RFK's assassination in 1968. But boy, I mean, when there's some smoke there, I mean, that just seems kind of because that would definitely not have worked. That would not have been good for CIA if RFK had won. And and like you said, he was about to be a nominee. He probably would have won, too, because. Oh, yeah. I mean, after his brother, I mean, he he was Camelot at that point, the head of Camelot. And, you know, Nixon ended up winning, but like, I think he would have trounced Nixon just like his brother did. So I really think that that the CIA. So that being said, I mean, think about your family history. If you know, or at least you have a very strong idea that you're, that the CIA assassinated your uncle might have been involved or at least a very much opposed your own dad. Um, and so, yeah, he, he, he's got the cred to be against the deep state because he's seen it for a very long time. And you mentioned his, what he's most known for, which is the anti-vax stuff. And of course, I would say, you know, four years ago, I would have just immediately written him off as a kook. Mm -hmm. And, but the fact is, is that, you know, after the COVID vaccine, there has been, I'm sorry, I'm going to get you canceled on YouTube here. Um, but there's, been, let's just say, we'll see what happens. <laughs> let's just say there's some controversy over its safety. Uh, but what's interesting about RFK Jr. is this might be on Rumble, just so you know. Yeah, there we go. Uh, we, uh, the, the thing about RFK Jr. though, is he's not the anti-vax person people think he is. Like there are people out there who think every single vaccination, every single, single vaccine is dangerous, wrong, all that stuff. That's not him. He actually, I, I have a quote here because I, I, I didn't see this till recently. He said, people who advocate for safer vaccines should not be marginalized or denounced as anti-vaccine. I am pro-vaccine. I had all six of my children vaccinated. First of all, shout out to the big family. I believe that vaccines have saved the lives of hundreds of millions of humans over the past century and that broad vaccine coverage is critical to public health. But I want our vaccines to be as safe as possible. So I think it's a very reasonable uh, position to take. And especially in light of the past few years, we know big pharma is not our friend. We know they're about profits, about just making as much money as possible. And we know that the media is in bed with them and they would never allow any narrative that even questioned Big Pharma's immaculate uh, record, in, according to them. And so the fact that RFK Jr. is just saying, listen, let's we need safer vaccines. And I've got data that says there's problems with some of these vaccines. I think that's something that a reasonable society would listen to. Um, obviously, we're not a reasonable society. So I think he's to be commended for that. I might, here's the thing. I've not researched it. He could be wrong in certain cases. And he's the first to say, listen, debate me on the facts. Mm -hmm. Listen, you know, tell me where I'm wrong and I will change my opinion. But nobody ever does that. They just do what ABC did. They just shut them down. They just say, oh, you know, we're not going to let you actually say any facts or anything about this. We're just going to say you're wrong. You know, in a way, he almost seems like, and I'm using this term literally not in sort of the political ideology, ideological way, but he seems kind of the most conservative candidate. He he doesn't seem to want to uh, he doesn't want to destroy anything uh, without 
you know, he doesn't want to do it very lightly. He doesn't want to uh, make dramatic changes to society necessarily. He wants to sort of hold to uh, maybe probably, I don't know, uh, Obama level, uh, Obama life, you know, kind of what was before the contentious Trump election and that sort of thing. He wants to bring back, he wants peace in, uh, in countries outside the United States. He doesn't want us to go to war. He wants sort of a, uh, he wants a liberal paradise kind of, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I do think he is a, he is a more old school. He is a true old school liberal. Like liberals today are jokes. I mean, <laughs> It's like they, there's nothing to respect yeah. about a modern liberal. There are things to respect about the old school liberals. I mean, they got very wrong on certain things. And I, I totally disagree with a lot of their views about the the uh, what govern the role of government. That being said, like, for example, their anti-war stance is there's a lot to respect about that. And he has that. And of course, Obama was like, who can I drone this morning before breakfast? So, I mean, yeah. the, the thing about <laughs> RFK is. He's got some interesting views that that aren't completely consistent and but he's very good on certain things. And at least he brings up the issues uh, that are important. I think probably the one I mean, this is the one we need to bring up because my, my assumption is, is that most of your audience, if not all of it, is Catholic and pro-life. And he does have I looked on his site to see where does he talk about abortion? Well, one thing to note is he does not bring up abortion in his priorities. Well, he does mentioned that he has for for firm uh opinions on it but that he respects yeah well if uh, you go on his site like you'll find he does mention it at one point where yeah. he talks about healing our divide and he basically says i respect the views of both sides on this his his own person said something like one of his spokespeople said something about he wants he does not want the government um, I can't remember what the line. I think I wrote it down here. Let me just look real. I think it was like his state, his, his spokesperson said something to the effect of he will keep government away from women's childbearing choices, which we know what that is a euphemism for. Yeah. And so he's wrong on this, obviously horribly wrong. Now, the thing is, and, and it, it's not consistent in my mind with his great way of looking at vaccines of look at the evidence, look at the medical evidence. Get the, get all the facts and then make a decision. That's what he's done on vaccines. He doesn't seem to do that on abortion. And I think this is just a, a carryover to the fact that he was raised in the Democratic Party. He's always been part of the Democratic Party. They've been pro-abortion since the 1970s. I mean, interestingly was they were, of course, like his his dad and his uncle weren't pro-abortion because in the 60s, nobody was. But Teddy kind of led the family to the pro-abortion uh, side in the seventies. Yeah. He just and, went to what's convenient. I mean, that's the right. thing is if it's though, very convenient for him with his lifestyle, Teddy, that is. Yeah. But it's odd because, you know, Robert Kennedy jr. Is going against the grain on so much else. You'd think he'd be more right. willing to. Right. And here's the thing. Now I know I'm not like a lot of pro-lifers. Now I, I've just want to note, I've been involved with pro-life movement for over 30 years. I've been arrested in front of abortion clinics. I have prayed in front of tons of abortion clinics. Abortion is the number one issue in my mind when I'm voting. But I do not have the same view of others, which is if a candidate does not say he's against abortion, then I can vote for him. I had too many double negatives in there. But the point is, is that there's some people who are like, all that matters is what do they say? What are the magic words? Like if Hitler said, 
okay, I'm against abortion. You really are just trying to get me. Uh... Right. But the opponent did not. Then they'd vote for Hitler. I mean, the, the point is, is like, I do think there's there's more factors here. Because, for example, will the Republican who claims to be against abortion, will he or she actually do anything or will he just give lip service? We've had too many Republicans who did jack squat. I mean, the Bushes are good examples. They did nothing to advance that. Mitt Romney, we know, would do nothing and he would claim to be pro-life. I ain't voting for that guy because I don't think he's helping at all in the abortion issue. And he's terrible on like everything else. So with RFK, I... I the fact that he's definitely says he's pro-abortion, he would say pro-choice, is a, a major factor why I would hesitate greatly to ever vote for him. However, I could see a scenario where the, if the Republican was some type of, let's say there's some weird scenario where the Republican is not DeSantis or Trump, and it's some weird, or Trump decides to go pro, pro-board on us, because let's be honest. Well, Trump said I, he would only uh, he would only advocate for uh, six uh, week ban, I think. Yeah, uh, no, he or said six, six weeks is, is too is too harsh. He thinks it shouldn't be oh, as, as early yeah. as six weeks. So that's that's terrible. So yeah. the point though is is that if you have some flaccid Republican versus RFK, and RFK basically makes it clear he's not going to have abortion as a litmus test for Supreme Court justices or other justices, meaning the type of justices he would pick if he's picking people who would be against the COVID regime, who are going to be against uh, a, a lot of these, the, the, the things the deep state wants, they probably also are going to be pretty good on abortion because they're at least on the federal level going to keep it from being voted on by federal level, keep it at the state level. So I, my point here is that like, I think there's a lot of factors that we need to look into. And definitely it, it's something that, that counts greatly against him. But at the same time, what what how important is it to him? Is he going to like uh, every Democrat in my lifetime? Yes, yeah, that my voting lifetime has made it clear that abortion is a litmus test for justices. Clint, Bill Clinton, uh, you know, Gore, Kerry, Hillary Clinton, Obama, Biden. And so clearly, I don't see how you could ever vote for any of those people. Because it was a litmus test. I don't think that's necessarily the case with RFK. We'll have to see if he gets if he if it gets to a point where I'd actually have to decide whether or not to vote for him. That's the thing I would want to know is how would he pick justices? Because really, that's the thing that matters for a president when it comes to abortion, not not kind of what their personal feelings are. So um, that that's I, I we got I figured we had to bring up that elephant in the room of his uh, stance on abortion here. Yeah, no, I'm glad you brought that up. It's interesting uh, though if he just said. I'm not interested on in legislating it. I'm not interested in it, justices that will um, say, you know, whether basically someone who would uphold the current status of abortion on the federal level. I don't see it as being that big of a problem because he could theoretically uh, like based on his positions, I could see Republicans still winning like the House and Senate if he was winning the presidency because the people he like the way he talks would probably be more in line with the candidates on the Republican side of the ballot in Senate and representatives. Yeah. It's well, except for the neocons. I mean, it depends on who you're talking about, but the point is, is that right now the current status is on the federal level, 
abortion is not a factor unless they try to push it to, to, to make it a federal law. And so if he's not behind that, if he's just like, no, we're, I'm just going to leave it in the states, frankly, OK, then, then practically speaking, that's the same as what Trump or DeSantis would do. I mean, ultimately, that's what matters for the, in the presidency. If the president is like, I'm just going to leave it to the states, then that's that, that they're all the same. Then, I mean, Kennedy, DeSantis, Trump, whoever would be the same. So I, I don't think that that's necessarily a, a reason then not to, not to vote for him just for that alone. Uh, there might be other reasons in that. And, and, you know, it depends on if he if he did start pushing more about like he was supportive of a federal law to make abortion or to make abortion legal again or some, a, a row type thing, then, yeah, I would definitely be like, OK, he's completely disqualified at that point. Yeah. And RFK in his, um, you know, he, he was they were polled. People were polled in the Democratic Party uh, what they thought of um, RFK. And basically he got it's a like 27 percent somewhat support him and 25 percent strongly support him. What do, you, what do you think about that that poll? Yeah, I think, I mean, first of all, I hate polls. <laughs> I, I feel like there's too much, like I too often, like early on, this early on, like if I, let's say I had a brain lobotomy and I decided to support Nikki Haley. And, and <laughs> I was like, you can't support her. She's so low in the polls. I'm like, it's early. I mean, we're still a year out. I mean, almost a year out. Why can't I support the person I really want to, want to support like in early in the 2016 this is i was very supportive of Rand paul and people say oh well he can't win or something like that it's like i don't care i want to support the i want at some point in this process to support a person i like and i liked Rand paul the best so i supported him and then when he wasn't you know he i don't even think he was on the ballot by the time it came to where i was in florida um but the point is is that that's the first thing is like i really don't think polls are are that i i don't live and die by them that being said the, the mainstream media Democrat machine wants to make RFK a fringe candidate, but you simply can't do that to somebody named Robert F. Kennedy. I mean, it's just not possible in this country to, for him to be a fringe candidate because the name recognition alone gets him votes. And the fact is, is these polls do show a strong support for him because I really do think that the Democrats, they've gone so hard left, so insane. I mean, they're literally... They they want people in drag dancing in front of children and doing things that I'm not going to say here. Uh, they, they're, they're, that's what they're supporting. And I do think there are normal people who have families have always been Democrats. They're Democrats who are decent people who have vote, voted for Biden. They voted for Obama. They don't really think it out that, you know, they're not like, you know, abortion doesn't matter that much to them, but they don't they're not. But they're just normal people. And they are getting sick and tired of how extreme the Democrats have gotten. And all of a sudden RFK comes along and he's saying some things like, yeah, I don't want to have an endless war in, you know, a proxy war with Russia and Ukraine. I do think that the, a lot of the COVID stuff was insane. I think, you know, all this and, and like I do think that government is a problem and that the, the and I, his core message, of course, is that big government and big business have an unholy alliance to screw the little guy. That's something a classic Democrat should be like cheering for. And I think there's still enough Democrats, members in the party who 
that resonates with. So if you have a Kennedy saying big government, big business are a lot allying to, to screw the little guy that resonates. Now, does he have a chance against Biden? I think no, just simply because I think the whole system is rigged. But I think the fact I don't think I don't think there's any way. I mean, Hillary showed that. I mean, you know, when when Bernie Sanders actually showed some potential, it, it was quite easy for her to take him down. And so I think that my hope is, is that RFK really pulls well enough that he can't be ignored, that questions come up, that it that it makes the Democrats actually address and, and, and really show how evil they are, even to the average Democrat, because that's the goal here, that let the let the Democrats run on a, a platform of, yes, we do think a dude dressing up like a woman and dancing suggestively to your kid is the most important thing. That's what we want to run on. And we do think you should be locked down and we should control you if, if anybody gets the sniffles. And we do think we should be having a proxy war and maybe an all out war with the, the greatest nuclear power in, in the world. So, I mean, let them run on that. And I think the RFK exposes that very well. That's why I'm very excited about his run, not necessarily that I'd vote for him, but just because he exposes uh, the evil even better than I think Republicans do of the Democratic Party. Yeah, I mean, with Bernie, you basically had a socialist versus a uh neolib for in uh hillary clinton well whatever she was i don't know she was she's just a the uh frightful character uh but whatever the, the military industrial complex the and and the rest of the the establishment was i mean that that was what she was for well she's whatever she's what for whatever she needs to be to have power she's right. a power uh hungry warmonger uh basically what she is yep and then, uh, so those two don't didn't. I mean, you have the sort of the radical, and then the power hungry. Those two don't really. Um, there's not really a sane person among them. So with sort of yeah, a, of course, Barry. Then I, I'm sorry, not Bernie. Then you know, folded like an easy chair when when it came time to it. I mean, the guy had has no principles whatsoever. He's no Ron Paul of the Democratic Party. I mean, that's for sure. Well, yeah, he basically submitted to the the revolution. He submitted to right. whatever was good for the revolution at that time. He, you know, that's that's basically this. You know, he was a good communist, basically. Yeah. And then you have, but with uh, RFK, you have sort of somewhat of a classical liberal. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really exactly say fully or anything like that. But uh, he's definitely a, a si maybe sixties or seventies uh, liberal. Yeah, that's. I think that's the proper way to describe him. Yeah, he's definitely going to create a contrast, as you said, that will basically make Biden have to be a communist, and will expose him as something to do with uh, the communists in that sense. Yeah, only know? if he can break through, though, because even at twenty five percent, which Anybody else, and if, if a Democrat, like a liberal, uh, a modern liberal Democrat was polling at 25 percent, let's say Gavin Newsom had announced and he was polling at 25 percent right now, he would be mm -hmm. all over the news all the time. And RFK, of course, they're trying to completely act like he doesn't even exist. So he does have that challenge. And, you know, in order to to really make a difference. And, you know, I, I think he's got a better chance than most people, um, but I, I, it's still an uphill climb for him. Definitely. And Biden has already said, 
he's not debating anybody in the primaries. Yeah, I know. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just unbelievable. I mean, it's interesting because like when ABC cut out part of RFK's interview where he's talking about vaccines, that's actually, I found against the law, a, a, because the public, because uh, ABC is like a public, you know, station or wherever on the public airways, they're required mm-hmm. by law to let presidential candidates basically state their positions. You can't just all of a sudden say, no, we're not going to let you. I and mean, there's very much, there's, there's a lot of rules about for them about presidential candidates. I remember, I, 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 I this is completely a tangent, but it just reminds me back in the nineties, there was a, there was a guy, a pro-lifer. I was living in Cincinnati, like I am now at the, at the time. And there's a guy right across the board in Indiana who found out that if you were running for a federal office, the local uh, TV stations could not, they had to run your ads. Hmm. And so he decided to run ads showing uh, the the, the victims of abortion Hmm. and they could not stop it because he was running because he, and he actually won the primary ended up losing in the, in the main election, Mike Bailey, I think his name was. And, uh, and yet this, and I was like, that is genius. And so he got it. He was able to run. And so the same thing is true probably still. So what, so if RFK can get the funds, I don't know what his financial situation is and you know, fundraising, he could run ads that could say truths about like COVID and the vaccines and Ukraine, stuff like that. And they cannot, they cannot stop it from being run. I, assuming that law is still still the case, they have to allow it to run. So that I, that's that'd be great. I mean, if they were willing, if they were able to run Trump's ad, if they were willing to do that, I, I bet it's the same situation. Yeah, if they weren't willing to do it, they had to do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I. Well, then again, it did make the media a lot more money uh, right. with, with Trump running. I mean, that kept CNN alive, basically. Yeah, and they're on life support now. Yes, exactly. And then they had a debate with him. Yeah, their town hall, which was just hilarious. I mean, they just, literally debated him. Yeah, I mean that that that's his element. That that is where he shines. I mean, no matter what you think of Trump, you got to know that's what he's good at is getting in and scrapping with somebody. And that lady was woefully unprepared for for being there. I, she was like a sacrificial lamb, just giving yeah. up. Like, will we ever see her again? <laughs> Uh, maybe not i i think she wasn't she the co-host with like don lemon too so maybe they they just wanted to get rid of that entire <laughs> uh, yeah i have show. no idea of any cnn personalities except don lemon i had heard i, I have heard of him and then uh what's that one guy uh, uh, chris cuomo guy. no the gay guy um the probably he, all gay uh he is gay. anderson cooper cooper yeah that's a guy yeah, both anderson. of them are gay both don oh, okay. lemon and Anderson Cooper. Oh, I didn't even. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know (laughs) who Don Lemon is other than like he was awful and he got fired. Yep. He was. (laughs) Yep. Uh, So, yeah. no. um, So RFK doesn't really have much of a chance. And if he did, it seems like he'd probably get assassinated before he was able to. uh, There's no way he can become president of the United States because it would just not be allowed is the best way to put it. They would literally. I could honestly see if it was RFK versus Trump, they could, I could literally see the deep space, deep, the deep state getting Trump in instead. <laughs> I mean, I honestly think it's possible they would prefer Trump over, I mean, they would make it so that couldn't happen, but they, I could honestly see them preferring Trump over RFK. Uh, could you see a Trump Kennedy uh, ticket? I could see, okay, here's the crazy world. Biden's obviously a nominee for Democrats. DeSantis is for the Republicans. Trump is not a good loser. 
No. He says, I'm going third party. I'm going independent. I'm having an RFK is my running mate. Now, I personally think RFK probably holds uh, Trump in a lot of contempt and probably wouldn't do that. I actually don't think he'd do that. But that's the only possible scenario where I could see that happening. And frankly, I'm here for that. That would be the greatest thing ever if the two of them were like on a ticket just for the I mean, just the. I mean, crisis, we'd have so much commentary we, we'd we have available for that. I mean, it'd just be wonderful for business. Um, for but the memes. Yeah, it would, it would be, yeah, I know. It would just be great. I, I don't think Trump, I don't think Kennedy wants to be associated with Trump, though. So, what about and, and I don't think, and, all, and more importantly, I don't think Trump would ever pick a running mate that was strong, as strong as Kennedy, as far as like his personality and everything. He wants a guy like Pence, who is as bland as possible to highlight Trump, because yeah. with Trump, it's always about Trump. Well, yeah, people would start wondering why Kennedy wasn't the the leader. Right. And then the, you have disunity amongst the ticket, even though it'd be the quote unquote unity ticket. Yeah, because it, it'd be such a contrast because Trump, he never like has details about anything. He's just like, I'll fix that. I'll uh, when I get I'll take care of that. Whereas Kennedy, he like bullet points everything he's got. I mean, he's, you know, and uh, so it would, it would be quite a contrast. It it would be though interesting, just like a like a like Trump just going full revenge against the deep state. That would be his full revenge. Just Kennedy's going to be my uh, uh, yeah. I would love I would man. love that uh that 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 universe to just peek into that one. And then what would they have to do? <laughs> yeah, they would never win the, the election. That would be clearly uh, would be taken from them. Well, could you? Would they make it into debates? Do you think? Probably not. Because, I mean, think about it. Do you really think a uh, a CNN or something like that, which is usually the host of the debates, would, is going to let Trump on again unless they have to? Yeah, but what if it was Elon Musk? Uh, they might not let him on. I mean, they, they've got... I no, mean, no, Elon they, Musk running the debate. That's oh, oh, yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, there we go. I mean, that would yes, be great. Yeah. But then Biden wouldn't join it. Yeah, well, what if... I mean, I guess... You could. Th what if nobody uh, else says? What if? Uh, sorry. What if DeSantis? What if Trump? What whoever's running says no? We're, we're only going to do Twitter. Either it's Twitter or no debate. Or well, Twitter. I or think, just I think there's a decent chance that Biden's not going to do a debate in the in the general as well. I mean, he's he was bad in 2020, and he's worse now. I think he's not going to run. I think he's going to try to run like he did in 2020. He and there might try to find some excuse for it, like he did with COVID. But I don't think he's going to debate at he all. Was, he was able to survive that debate. That was one of the. Oh, most he did. He did. Yeah, I mean, Trump really dropped the ball on that one. He had that a tough job, but he really did a poor job. But I just think at this point, Biden can't even be propped up there anymore. I think that's why Trump probably lost that election. Uh, yeah, that really hurt him a lot. I agree that that his debate performance because everybody expected him to just trounce Biden and he didn't. Biden, yeah. I mean, they, they pumped him full enough enough drugs that you know Biden was able to sound like he still was alive, and, and so that was enough, frankly. And, and and Trump really, I can't remember now the details, but I remember one of the debates Trump was actually bad at, which is you know for Trump that is his element. But one of those three debates he was actually did a, a very bad job. The other two he just wasn't quite didn't quite have the Trump energy on any of the three. Um, wait, so, wait, yeah. three debates. Were there three debates? I think there was three between Biden and Trump. There might've been two. Really? I thought there was only one. No, there was more than one. I think there was oh. three. Um, somebody's going to fact check us on that at some point, but I'm pretty yeah. sure that there was three. And uh, yeah, it was just, it wasn't, it didn't go the way Trump had hoped. 
did I only watch one? I must have only watched one uh, because I can't even re- recall uh, the other. Yeah, I got to look it up now. I don't care if we're right on if we're filming right now. I'm just going to look this up right now. You know, uh, Biden Trump debates. And we're going to see this is this is stimulating uh, viewing for people. I know watching somebody look something up on his phone. I, to be fair, I mean, I, I looked up something too earlier. So there we go. Uh, the presidential debate. Yeah. Yeah. There, there were three. Oh, OK. There were three initially planned. The first debate took place and then the second one was canceled. And I think you're right. The only one did happen. Okay. It, there was three planned. That's what confused me. The first debate took place on on September 29th. The next debate was supposed to take place on October 15th, but Trump got COVID. I remember that. Um, oh, okay. And it looks like there was only that that one then. Okay. Yeah, and then there was, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, wait. Wait, what's there? There was one on October 22nd then. So there was two. Okay, we okay. were both wrong. <laughs> Three scheduled. There was one on in, in September. I knew there was more than one, and I couldn't. I, I was thinking there's three, but you're right. The, the second one was canceled. So yeah, now we have it. Now I reckon rest easy and know we got that fact checked. So we fact checked ourselves. That's right. And uh, everything in moderation. So you said three. You were wrong. I said one. I was wrong. Uh, I, I just remember cause my friends had like a part, a watch party for one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it was like the first one he did very poorly on the last one. He was better, but he still didn't quite that have that Trump edge. Maybe he was still recovering from COVID who knows, but, um, you really yeah. need to destroy him. That was the thing is like, that was the way he needed to win because yeah. no one had high expectations for Biden. But it was a challenge because you had to, you had to destroy somebody who came across as your senile grandfather. And that's not easy to do and, and because like people do have a certain amount. I mean, this is terrible when it comes to the president of the United States should never be this. This is this is awful. It's even random. But at the same time, he did have that going. He had kind of a shield to protect him by being like, OK, you know, if Trump comes on too hard on him, then Trump just looks like this evil meanie that people think he is. So he did. Ha- it was hard. Um, but again, I just think Biden by 2024, by the time they'd have the debates, I don't think he's going to debate anybody. Do you think RFK's sort of uh, what is it? Uh, voice uh, situation uh, ha- will have an effect on his candidacy. I don't because first of all, I think he's gotten a lot better. He he his speaking now when I, I, I saw an interview with him recently and I understood every single word he said. And I don't I didn't feel like and I didn't feel uncomfortable. You know, sometimes when somebody has a speech impediment, you feel a uncomfortable listening to it. You're kind of like, you know, you're really trying. I didn't feel like that with him. I just felt like, you know, okay, you know, obviously he's got the this this issue. I can't remember what it's called, but and by the way, he thinks it's possible he got that from a vaccine he took. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that until recently. Uh, a flu vaccine. They took years ago. He thinks oh. it's possible. He that's where he got it from. Like um, a flu shot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I I don't think he said that like definitively. I think he just suspects it. But I don't think so because I think there's a lot of ways today that if he was just a a, a nobody polling at one under one percent and he had a bland platform, yeah, the voice isn't going to help him any. But the fact is, is that he's a, he's a Kennedy. He's got a radical uh, 
you know, platform agenda and he's, you know, polling well, I think most people will be like that. That doesn't really matter um, because he's good enough. You understand what he's saying. And he's he comes across very well versed in what he's talking about. Very intelligent. And so I, I think most people that, that won't be a big deal. Talk about Americans uh, interest in tradition. Uh, looking for the tra- the traditional candidate is basically is a Kennedy. It, it's interesting that that brings kind of I don't know. It brings something uh, into the mind. I think sort of an emotion that you wouldn't get from from a Trump or a DeSantis. Uh, a a desire or a sort of hearkening back to a time that people think more fondly of. I think. Remember, older people vote way more than younger people. Mm-hmm. Now, we're getting to the point where very few people remember uh, the Kennedy, you know, the, the real Kennedy era, the Camelot of the 60s. I mean, we still have people alive, obviously, who are alive. During, I mean, everybody who seems to be running for president seems to have been you know, <laughs> in their remember 40s in the, in the 1960s. But but the point is, is like there is still a mystique to it. There still is something to that name. And I could definitely see your typical 70 year old lifelong Democrat being like, you know, I, I am tired with the way the Democratic Party is going. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling my ballot for, uh, for RFK. So I think there is definitely something to that. Yeah. Uh, also, you mentioned having him having a lot of kids. I think he's had a lot of family problems, though, with his I don't know how many wives he's had. Yeah, I, I kind know. of assume I think- with the Kennedys at this point that family relations are a bit complicated. I, I don't really know. I mean, the fact is though, no conservative can say anything about that because they're all, they're all supportive of Trump. I mean, if anybody's got a, a checkered history when it comes to that, it's Donald Trump. And so to me, obviously I think every, for a person's soul, that's very important that they live a moral life, that they, they are faithful to their spouse and their kids and things like that. But ultimately at this point, when it comes to running for president, no, these none of these guys are angels. I mean, they're they're all like got got things in their in their background. I don't know about DeSantis. I shouldn't. And, and I Biden, I think, has been. I think actually, I think Biden. That's I believe isn't that's his second wife. I want second wife. Yeah, I mean, they've been married for a very long time. But I don't um, think it was divorce. I feel like though something. I'm, I I think we probably something a crisis about this. I think his his marriage to Joe Biden is actually I don't think recognized in the Catholic Church. I don't think he got married in the Catholic Church with his second. Well, so for that reason alone, he shouldn't be receiving communion. Um, obviously, oh. pro abortion stance means he shouldn't either. The You're point right. is, though, I, I wouldn't be surprised if RFK have not looked into his personal history, but knowing the Kennedys, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he if he's had family issues. I would not tout him as like an example to live for, but as a presidential candidate, that's what I'm I'm looking at. Yeah. So. I mean, just uh, go into that. Biden's uh, if Biden didn't get married in the Catholic Church for a second marriage, it's not a marriage, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. so unless he got dispensation, assuming his he was uh, free to marry, which means he had to, you know, he wasn't already married to his first, you know, he he was his wife died uh, in 72. Okay. so he was in 77. So he was likely free to marry. Uh, but if he gets married outside the Catholic Church, unless you get a dispensation from uh, a, the bishop, you're not allowed to. That, that means it's an invalid marriage. And I believe I remember somebody looked into this and the, the diocese in question said we have no record of of getting a dispensation for him. So it's it's likely his marriage. 
his current marriage is actually not a valid marriage. But mm-hmm. it, there's there is a possibility that it is based upon the fact we don't have all the information we need. Sure. Yeah. Uh, he did. So uh, with RFK, his um, his first wife, uh, he divorced in 94. OK. His second wife died in 2012. I can't find it. I don't know if there's anything about his first wife, whether she's died or not. But and then his second or his third wife, he married in 2014. Yeah. So we don't know if he got an annulment from that first marriage or not. Well, or, you know, his first wife. Or she's, or she's passed away. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So. And uh, there's no unfortunately, there's no Wikipedia page on that and since i'm going off of wikipedia who knows (laughs) it didn't happen if it's not on wikipedia exactly so she could be alive she could be maybe so his his marriage is like biden's is is up for question whether or not it's a valid marriage or not yeah and then we know trump's uh sketched past uh i could see though a kennedy getting an annulment like i could see it being and and having no problem getting one unfortunately um because he's a Kennedy, I'm not saying he took advantage of that or not, but I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me uh, if he if he had gotten an annulment from his first wife before yeah. before the second marriage. I mean, and it says, let me see some. This is what this is what Wikipedia has about his um, his uh, religious. Uh, uh, apparently, he go uh, in 2005. Apparently, he was going to um, daily mass. Yes, I've heard that. Yeah, I don't know if that's still true, but I, I heard the same thing. Uh, let's see. Uh, he criticized. Typically, I kind of feel like that's a jump because like Biden goes to mass uh, basically every Sunday. And we know what that has done for him. Absolutely nothing. Sure. But going to daily mass, I feel like it's much rarer to find somebody who goes to daily mass who doesn't really care about like the marriage law, something like that. At the same time, it's very hard to find somebody who goes to daily mass who is pro-abortion. So he's already kind of uh, problematic in that area. So who knows? I mean, at the state of the Catholic Church in America today, you can find anybody. I remember, I, I remember meeting a Latin mass uh, uh, attendee who was like completely pro-Democrat and didn't care about, didn't think abortion is that big of a deal issue and stuff like that. So they're everywhere. Yeah. I mean, they might be, maybe they're associated with the sort of the uh, Catholic workers movement or whatever. Right. Possibly. And, and that, my understanding is that's been co-opted uh, in yeah. recent years. Uh, so it also says that uh, he, so he criticized the, the uh, John Kerry for being a withheld communion. So he criticized the church for withholding Back in 2004. Communion. Yeah. Yeah. And then in 2008, he said that he uh, he apparently likes John the 23rd and that the church should be an instrument of justice and kindness around the world. Yeah, I think with RFK, I think we have to be careful about looking at his past statements because at one point he basically said something to the effect of we need to jail anybody who like is against uh, fighting climate change or something like that. And that got to be a big in the news. But the fact is he doesn't think that anymore. I think that he's had an evolution in his thoughts. So I assume he's a social justice Catholic. He's a Kennedy. He's a Democrat. Of course he is. At the same time, like if I hear he said something back in 2005, I'm going to take it with a big grain of salt and see, okay, what's he saying now? Because I do think it's, I mean, the same thing was true of Trump. I mean, look at Trump. He was a, 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 a New York 
uh, limousine liberal Democrat for for years. So I do think it's possible that Kennedy's views on certain things uh, have evolved over time in a better way, uh, potentially. Um, so I, I wouldn't I, I don't take too much credit credence in, in some of the older stuff. Well, I do think his environmental stuff is still. Um, yes. Live and well. Yes, it is definitely. And that's a big problem, although he did. I mean, here's another one. He recently said that he feels like the, the, the environmental movement has been co-opted and used as a means to control people like COVID. I mean, that's exactly what we're saying. I mean, it's mm -hmm. like, you know, so even though he clearly is environmental issues, very important to him, which usually is a red flag, meaning you just want the government to tell us what to do. He literally said he thinks that the climate change movement has been taken over and it's just about control. So even on the environmental stuff, I'm like, OK, I'm 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 behind you because you clearly, you know, if you want to tell encourage people to recycle, fine. It's when you start saying the government's telling you what to do. That's when I start being a little more uh, suspicious. And he's like, no, I don't want, I don't want that to happen. So that's, that's a great, that's a, actually a great example of, of his evolution. Yeah. I mean, it seems like he's someone who's a lot more open, which is, uh, which uh, gives a good amount of hope. I think we should be praying for him. Uh, hopefully he'll come around fully and it'd be fun to have a, fun to have a, a Kennedy we can be proud of. That'd, be kind, that'd yeah. be kind of something interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, know. honestly, if he went full pro-life on us, like he was just like, I am completely uh, pro-life now, I, I think he would jump up into my likely to vote for with DeSantis and might be creeping towards the definitely vote for. I mean, the fact he's a Democrat would really keep him <laughs> probably from that first level. But at the same <laughs> time, I, I would just be totally like, if he, he came out and said, okay, I'm, I actually uh, think abortion should be made illegal, whatever. Then I'd be like on the team, on team Kennedy, probably. That would be interesting. I could, I could see you, uh, um, introducing him at some event. Uh, <laughs> there we now, go. Now that'd be an interesting thing to see. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully he comes around the full way. Uh, like we said, we don't think he has any shot because of a lot of different reasons. It's not really because of his popularity. He could be, he could get the popularity to be president. It's for other reasons right. that he would be kept from the presidency. I mean, my my takeaway from all this is simply that I think that Catholics like us should support Kennedy's run. Is not that we would vote for him in November of 2024, but that by running, he is helping uh, bring some issues to light that are important to bring to light that that are good to bring to light. And he's also disrupting the Democratic Party, which is always a good thing. So I, that's why I kind of feel like we should support him in the sense of like it's a good thing that he's running and and we should get his message out on a lot of stuff out there and encourage people to look into it. Um, and in the end, you know, if he actually was on the ballot in November, that's that's a different question. Depends on who he's running against, stuff like that. But but at least in the primaries, Go RFK Jr., I say. Yeah. Did you listen to uh, DeSantis's announcement? No, I did not yet. Um, okay. I heard it was kind of weak sauce. I mean, I heard it wasn't that impressive from people that did watch it that I respect. Um, I, I mean, I feel like DeSantis needs to realize he's up against Trump. 
Trump is plays by his Trump rules, which is complete and utter destruction of anybody who stands in his way. DeSantis yep. can't play the high road with him. He's got to go. I haven't seen him really go after Trump in the sense of like what he needs to do is if he wants to be successful, in my opinion, he needs to hammer Trump where he's weak. And where is he weakest? The, the first thing is obviously the, the, the COVID stuff. That's where he is weakest with the base. In fact, I know a lot of people who were very pro-Trump who have moved over towards looking at DeSantis because simply because of the fact Trump was so terrible on COVID. I mean, he was terrible. Let's try. And, I, I can't stand it when Trump sycophants try to act like, oh, he couldn't do it. No, he was terrible on it. Second, he was terrible on uh, draining the swamp. And people say, well, he couldn't do it. Well, the whole point is he said he could do it. And so and he didn't do it. And I think if DeSantis really hammered those home, I think that's where he's going to get a lot of uh, uh, attraction because DeSantis, when it comes to, and, oh, and the woke agenda stuff, because Trump is with the transgender stuff. I mean, he's not really that opposed to it. He's He, he won't say uh, anything against the gay rights, uh, the LGBT alphabet mafia. And so it's like, that's where I think DeSantis really has to hammer him. And so far, he's just been like saying, look at all the great stuff I've done in Florida. He's running like a typical candidate. Well, Trump will eat you alive if you do that. You've got to, I mean, you've got to get down in the mud pit with him. And you might lose doing that, but you're not going to win trying to stay clean. That that just, he he just picks people like that off immediately. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it, it, it's kind of wasn't that great of a start from what I heard, but I haven't, I haven't watched it myself, but it, it sounded like he wasn't that, that strong, uh, really come out uh, fighting. Yeah, I mean, it was fine it wasn't very interesting uh it was just it was more interesting that he was on with elon musk but elon didn't do a lot of talking which was kind of unfortunate um i don't know if that was planned the big thing was it should have been there was this other guy interviewing basically uh desantis and i thought that if elon had been doing it it would have been way more interesting right uh, I didn't and, realize that. I didn't realize there was a third guy there. Yeah. Okay. Though Thomas Massey had a great um question and great um moment. Though it did it it was basically everyone first everyone else that talked other than the three people that you know the host Elon and DeSantis. The first thing they did was grovel before Elon. <laughs> That's funny. It was kind of embarrassing. It was like all these uh grown adults are basically uh bowing down to elon musk and being like i have a tesla too it, oh was, my just, gosh. it, was, it was so it was so bad in that case it was That's just cringe. like why are you doing this like first of all elon's barely part of this at this point he's you know he he, he says a few things in it this other guy is more uh you know seems more in control of of that type of thing and really you're here to talk to desantis you're not here to gravel right, before right. musk yeah that's it, kind of embarrassing it, yeah it was just that was probably the worst uh the worst part of it in my opinion people are focused on how like you couldn't see desantis and the technological problems and i'm like well you can't really fault him for that and right. yeah maybe they should have done something visual that, that probably should have been a part of it you should have been able to listen on twitter and watch somewhere else uh right. but I don't know. Anyways, that's uh, that's all on DeSantis. Uh, but, you know, I, I look forward to hearing your thoughts on Twitter 
regarding it once you listen to it. Um, so uh, anything big coming up at Crisis Mag? Anything big coming up? We, we have an article coming up in a couple of days about RFK. We're gonna, we had somebody write something up to kind of give uh, an outline of his views and why Catholics should at least look into his campaign and consider it. Um, we bring up, of course, the abortion issue as well. Uh, that, that's probably the, the, the biggest thing. We, um, but yeah, every, other than that, though, we're, we're, we had a, somebody write a Catholic case for DeSantis uh, this past week. Uh, the funny thing is we have not yet gotten any big pro-Trump ones because some Trump fans will, will then write me nasty emails like, oh, yeah, you just write about DeSantis. Trump is the guy, whatever. I'm like, fine. If you want to submit an article why we should vote for Trump, go ahead. So I think as we get closer, we'll continue to have more and more articles, kind of the, the Catholic view of of the campaign and, and, you know, what happens and things like that. The, of course, now we're going to have the, 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 the month that of, of this, of sin is coming up. Uh, and, and so um, we got some articles about that as well. So I think, I think I'm going to do a podcast about that as well, pretty soon about like just how Catholics should respond to uh, pride month. Yeah. Hopefully with the sacred heart. Absolutely. Amen. I see it in your background there. Very yep. good. Uh, but yeah, so, uh so yeah that's great uh any big guests coming on uh the crisis point coming uh up? we do have a couple of good ones uh coming up we have um john bergsmus gonna is scheduled to be on pretty soon uh we're going to be talking to paul thigpen actually about aliens which is kind of mm. cool like whether or not catholics mm. would it uh undermine catholic doctrine if if alien life existed you're just asking this because you you're going to grab the guest for i just realized this you just totally snookered me oh man bergsman's um, already been on my podcast oh shut up oh shut up <laughs> um you're just stealing him and you stole th- think the paul think what is it Thig- thigman Thigpen uh from uh anthony so he's gonna yeah is he on, was he on anthony's i think so yeah oh and i no i'm not gonna have him <laughs> also i'm gonna have um i have coming on soon uh somebody who was actually at the um sister uh wilhelma i think it is the the, the incorrupt nun oh, okay. somebody who was there and and, and actually talked to the sisters a lot interviewed them and he's going to be on the podcast to talk about that because i think that's that's like the coolest story right now in my opinion is is this you know african-american tlm loving nun who who is incorrupt i mean oh i didn't know that i didn't know that last part oh yeah no she was very they're traditional and she's very much loved the traditional latin mass and um, it's her story is actually a great story and so the fact that uh you know she's been kept incorrupt is just so beautiful i I just love it because god's just kind of like you guys all just do your thing i'm just gonna say by the way this lady she pleased me and like oh i guess we should look into this lady now so it's great okay that that's the way people have always been framing it didn't didn't make me interested in looking into the story but the way you just framed it there uh makes me want to check it out uh so uh, that's great. Also, you had a uh, you had a duo of a uh, a, a, a an article against the case for monarchy and uh, a case for monarchy. That's right. So yeah, and we've had a few articles. We had a couple people. I, I decided to kind of pull the plug on having more than that. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting point of you know it's a good it's only theoretical, of course, in our our mind. Actually, I just got the book uh, Monarchy by Hilaire Belloc. Um, I, I can see it right now. I just bought it. It literally came in yesterday and I'm going to read it pretty soon. Um, but ultimately, 
that's probably the the only the, the only long term solution is going to be uh, not restoring here, but having a monarchy or something like that because democracy, as uh, Hans Henry Hoppe said, is the, is the god that failed. So, well said, awesome. We'll end it there. Uh, thank you all for watching. Please like, share, comment, and subscribe. Check out Crisis Point, where you can find my guests that uh, Eric has stolen. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding no um sometimes i've uh i've stolen a guest from you had who did you have on first you had uh dr thomas williams on first yeah right right uh, yeah, see, there you go oh my god ahead of time see there you go okay uh thank you all and uh, uh eric thanks for coming on anything you want to say before we go no thanks for having me god bless subscribe to this channel you can find out before I do, you know, what, what I'm going to be, who I'm going to be hosting everything. But no, seriously, uh, hit the like button, subscribe to Plot Lines. Also, and ring that bell because you don't have a life outside uh, Plot Lines. <laughs> uh, okay, bye everyone.